more about President Lincoln and the men who died at Gettysburg, please visit your local library. When I'm torrenting more recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Chugging one more swig to make the show sit right. Welcome to Save by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast that wonders which is more unacceptable, an old teacher or a girl playing baseball. <laughs> this week, we will be reviewing the final episode of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Woo! I mean, aww. Episode number Lucky 13, The Mentor. And uh, not to give it away, but what a satisfying ending this has. (laughs) As in it ended? Yes, not so much based on what happens, but on the fact that we don't have to watch Miss Bliss episodes anymore. But tune in next week for a roundup of Miss Bliss episodes where we just shit on the whole thing relentlessly. Fuck, these were terrible. We went into this for the sole purpose of watching a terrible show. And these Miss Bliss episodes were too terrible. Ryan, I thought you liked this show. I like Saved by the Bell. But this is only kind of Saved by the Bell. Anyway, I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. Pointing out my flaws is... Carolyn Maine, as always. And the only boy on the baseball team... Austin Gordon? <laughs> and, the, and too old to teach or to be in a classroom... <laughs> <laughs> David Bittenhofer Ask not what your country can do for you <laughs> The only thing we have to fear Is fear <laughs> itself you can do for False going seven bits ago <laughs> Do you think that that guy knew the Betty Gettysburg address Because he was there? <laughs> <laughs> what an old teacher <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into it. He didn't look that much older than Miss Bliss. <laughs> no, he really didn't. I, I wrote that down at one point. Well, like, the point being shortly after he first appeared and was like, I'm her teacher. Like, uh... Yeah, the math ain't checking out here. Yeah. Why is, it, why is she so baffled by his retirement if she was her 8th grade teacher? <laughs> you don't need to explain it. He's just old. Anyway, we start the cold open. Uh, we always see the school in these ones. And it was weird to me, I guess, in particular, because we ne- you never once see Bayside from the outside, right? right? Right. There's no, like, establishing shot or anything. Unless you count the drawing of a school during the shapes part of the introduction. Also, the um, there's a, there was a scale model of Bayside in the oil episode. Right, but yeah. we've never seen it as a photograph, only as illustrations or models. Never an establishing shot of Bayside, but this one's always... But I guess that's this, these establishing shots are how I always pictured Bayside yeah. from the outside. Right. So we start with all the kids in the hallway, and uh, they were getting oh, ready to we play watch baseball. The kids in the hall instead. <laughs> oh my god, let's do it! Flying pig. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, no, sorry, David. Last one. We gotta talk about it. Uh, I wish someone would crush my head. <laughs> Um, so Screech is left out of their baseball plans, and then what do they want to make And him... they call him a foul pole. Yeah, yeah. What, what does that mean, Carol? It means his dick stinks. Oh. <laughs> we already knew that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was, I found it, and it does become a plot point, but it was refreshing that, like, Zach and Mikey have nothing against Nikki being on the baseball team. Oh, yeah, it's like one of those times where they don't, they're not terrible. Yeah. I guess yeah. they changed that trait for Slater. Yeah. Yeah, when and Mikey then, became Slater, they took that away. But They have, like, no bones about having her on the team, and they think she's, like, the best player and stuff, and that's all cool. And yeah. I appreciated that, I guess. You take yeah. what you can get. Maybe when they retooled the show, one of the <laughs> rules they created for themselves, like, nothing progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how Nikki could just be on the baseball team? We're not doing stuff like that anymore. <laughs> this is the last episode. Maybe this one came out, and the producer was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. A girl ball player? Get these political messages out of my media. Not only can she not be on the baseball team, let's get her off the whole show. <laughs> let's replace her with a pretty girl and an obnoxious feminist <laughs> to show people how wrong it is. I uh, I noted this later in the episode, but not only is it nice that Mikey and Zach have no problem with her being on the team, like... I don't think very many middle schools, like, even today would have a girl on the school baseball team. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're just doing co-ed to be lazy. You can't imagine JFK having two separate teams with their 12 students. (laughs) Yeah, boys boys play baseball and girls play softball because apparently we have to, like, have this separate even nowadays. Because our titties are soft. I guess. I don't know. That's why. That's why. I always find it more funny when that, like, uh... Pool is like segregated too in any sort of professional pool, like oh, yeah. billiards. And I'm like, I don't even. Oh, that pool. Yeah, I thought you meant swimming. Well, I'm saying billiards are like bowling and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if you really need to segregate that for any reason. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, like no. the least needing to be segregated. Yeah. Anyway. Like something like okay, boxing. Okay, yeah. you can segregate that. But yeah, the the fact that Nikki plays on the team is totally just lazy writing in that it's easier for them to have her be on the team but I don't think that would probably happen very often in most schools mm-hmm. so after the uh, opening credits I, I gotta say though when I was watching the opening credits the only thing that did get me a little bit is knowing that this is the last time we'll see Milo <laughs> <laughs> you guys we already saw Tina for the last time oh yeah, yeah. I figured she'd pop up in this one. R.I.P. Slither Sister, <laughs> number one. I didn't. I didn't even notice she wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> she's been like a ghost that we've been able to see, but you haven't. Yeah. Not. Not yeah. only did I not realize that whatever her last appearance was was her last appearance, I didn't even realize she wasn't in this episode until Carol just pointed it out. <laughs> I know. See, dude. See. <laughs> like, I've oh, already yeah. forgotten what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like Milo, the last appearance of Milo. I made a note of that. Did not notice that Tina wasn't in this episode. <laughs> no, nope, didn't notice, didn't care. So we get the opening credits, and then with the uh, obligatory uh, Miss Bliss monologue, where she's talking about role models. I am going to miss her voiceovers. That might be the highlight of this really? series. Really? I'm going to miss doing impressions That's of her voiceovers. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Role models are important. <laughs> and I hope I am all of my students' role models. Yeah, and then we get some insight into her because she shits on screech like rightfully <laughs> rightfully so but she, she always puts on this exterior like every child's a special snowflake and they all have something to contribute but now we know deep inside she thinks some kids are just pieces of shit yeah, that's what good teachers do is you're fair in the room but you can't help but have 
real opinions in your life. I mean, it's, like, it's, oh, fuck that kid. it's <laughs> not in like previously when she talked about parent teacher conferences and how it's hard to come up with things to tell parents when their kids adore uh, speed, speed bump. bump. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like the voiceovers because I feel like it's when Miss Bliss has the most care. <laughs> it's Miss Bliss uncensored. Uh... When she's the most honest. Miss Bliss after dark. Yeah. <laughs> when she's really talking shit about Screech. Yeah. So then, um, I have, when I teach, I have a rule. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a lot of rules when I teach, <laughs> believe it or not. But one rule I have for all ages too, like young kids and people in college even, is if you come in late, just do it discreetly and don't come in and announce why like, you're I'm late. late. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And then Zach comes in and he's like, so I'm late, everybody, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, that, I hate that shit more than, it's because it's like, it's annoying that you're late and then also you're totally interrupting yeah. everything. You're late so and I, now you're making the class, you're postponing the class with all your jibber jabber. You're making it everyone's problem. Yeah. Ryan, I thought you were going to say that one of the rules you have as a teacher is that random strange old men can't just wander into your classroom. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be a really Wait, so good rule. The, the other rule I have is there's a there's a picture of Austin on the wall and I make everyone kiss it on the lips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then there's a picture of David with a circle and an X and you make everyone punch it. Oh, <laughs> that, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, Ryan. Bye. I don't do that. I do make them kiss the Austin post. There's a single tear running down my cheek at the moment. <laughs> Everyone loves the Austin poster. <laughs> so then a crazy bum walks into the room and he's like, you're all gonna die. So who enters a room like this? Like, It's pretty baller end. What does he say? I can't remember. The, world? the world's ending tomorrow. Yeah. So no you don't have today. to do your, yeah, your homework. And the kids are yep. eating it up Seriously. and I'm like, if I was in this class, I'd be like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I would not be impressed with this man. I'd be a little scared and confused. In general, David, and this is a criticism I have throughout this entire episode, I feel like they oversell just how enamored these kids are with him. Oh, yeah, and it's like right yeah. off the bat. It's like they really wanted these kids to be invested in this guy just right off the bat, and I feel like it'd be easier if he had, like, shown up. Like, even if it was off camera, if they just established that he had been to the class before because he's, like, her mentor... Yeah. And they just liked him through past stuff. And then I could have bought how much they like him now. A little well, more. then it's harder to present to the audience who he is. Yeah, a little bit. You could still figure it out. They're certainly overselling his charm. It's not like he's Robin Williams. This is not the <laughs> Dead Poet Society. He no, no. seriously looks like a hobo. He looks like a... He's not even Rod Belding. He's an underfed old man. Did anybody <laughs> like him at any point during this episode? Well, he never raps. He never throws yeah. a paper airplane. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, like, lay across the desk to show how cool and laid back he is. He doesn't have really hairy arms that put buildings to shame. I don't Even remember these Miss Bliss episodes as well, so let's just say I was thinking he was going to die halfway through this uh, <laughs> That would have been nice. I could really go for some more death. That's, I would have been cool with it. <laughs> That's what I felt like they are setting up here, because everyone was just in love with him, and I'm like, well... His days are numbered now. What does it say about <laughs> us collectively that any time, like, a sage mentor figure shows up, we assume he's going to die? Yeah. Yeah, well, like, a beloved 
character comes out of nowhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say about fifty percent of the time they die. I guess right. they realized that this guy needed to die for their second draft when they did the college year. Yes. Well, a bunch of them die after the after the final scene. There's like an earthquake or something. <laughs> yeah, Miss Bliss, Milo, and Tina get turned into <laughs> Nikki. This, they, they're transported to the sex dimension where they just have to have sex <gasps> all, all the time. That sounds pretty good if Nikki you're an and, adult. Uh, Nikki and... What's that kid's name? Reggie? <laughs> Mikey. <laughs> Mikey and Nikki did not go to the sex dimension. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. It's yeah, I'm not sure. They just weren't old enough. They're in sex purgatory where they had to wait till they became of age. <laughs> They're in heavy petting dimension. Yeah. 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 All right. Huh. Good game. Good game, good game. So this is Miss Bliss's eighth grade teacher, James Lyman, and I. If only someone had researched who this actor is, or would just do it now because they didn't do it earlier. No, I totally did it earlier. If only I was, I was just, uh, I was just yanking your chain there. Uh, He is played by an actor named Robert Donner. Uh, Crack research team crunched the numbers. And the actor is 16 years older than Haley Mills. All right. So yeah, he's... so I don't think he looks that much old, younger than her. Like, I think your guys' eyes are spoiled by prepubescent baby Maybe. Saved by the Bellers. Well, I, I guess that he could have been her. enough for her to... Yeah, it is. He was a 16-year-old teacher when he moved her. Well, he didn't so teach her much. when she was born. Yeah. yeah. She... He taught her later. <laughs> he would have been 32 <laughs> when she was... Well, so he'd have been like yeah. 28, I guess. <laughs> the, the best teachers are the ones that teach you fresh from the womb. Yeah, yeah. He, she would have been. He would have been 28 when she was 12. So that, I mean, I think that those numbers work out. Uh, so yeah, what is his name? Uh, Robert Donner. He died in 2006. Aww. Oh man, he didn't get to live to hear our podcast. Unlike, unlike all those other Saved by the Bell actors who listen to it regularly. They love it. Screech uh, listens to it in prison. In jail. Yeah. His first Herbert Hodis listens is... to it and he just laughs as we don't know. <laughs> Dude, this is our last chance to get Herbert Hodis. Herbert Hodis, I'm really hoping you'll join the Skype if call. You're, if you're out there, Herbert Hodis, just let us know. Herbert Hodis <laughs> listens and he's like, I know who I am. <laughs> I know where I am. Ah. I'm safe at home. Uh, Robert Donner's first credit is in 1959, which I mentioned just because that's probably the oldest credit we've ever had on the show. Uh, was he in on an episode of General Hospital? Uh, he was not. He doesn't look to have done much soap opera stuff. Uh, lots of uh, Western stuff early in his career, like Rawhide, Laredo, Rio Bravo. Well, that's like. All that was on the air, though. Yeah, like, well, that's yeah, that was western that and was, not on TV. Exactly. Uh, he was in Cool Hand Luke, hmm. the movie with uh, the Paul Newman. Did he play the hand? He did not play the hand. Nor was he Luke. Uh, was he cool? Was he cool? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Probably. You guys sure aren't. I know. But no. yeah, that's why we ask questions like, like that. Seems like one of those actors who was like the. 60s and 70s version of like he just popped up in lots of different stuff but never really landed a lengthy role it seems like his most notable multi-episode thing uh he was on 19 episodes of the waltons for what that's worth. Uh, uh, was he john boy he was yancey tucker uh, but he was on 23 episodes of mork and mindy 
Oh, who was he on that? Uh, Exodor. Oh, was he like an alien guy too? I'm assuming from that name that he was. Yeah, kind of I'm having like a really from the deep in the recesses of my brain. I'm almost having a thought. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's weird that I already mentioned Robin Williams. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this guy is like trying to channel him. Had Dead Poets Society already come out? What is this episode? I don't know. Maybe. I feel like this is the guy you get when you can't get... What's that actor who's an alien and he was on Big Love? Lance, What's that guy's Lance name? Lance Henriksen? No, the other one, the older guy. Bill no, Paxton. No, Paxton. No, an alien. <laughs> the first one. He's an older guy. Ian Holm? No. Who was he an alien? This is fantastic radio, by the way. I know. I know. He dies early. Does he die from the alien bursting out? Yeah. Of him? No. No. And he's in the Avengers for like one minute, but he was on Big Love. He was like the main villain on Big Love for the first couple. Big Love seasons. Has is he villains? in Repo Man? Yeah. Was he in Repo Man? I think he was. He's yeah. the guy from Repo Man. Yeah. Well, I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his okay. name. Fuck. Yeah. Stand by. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, this is who they get when they can't get Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, I guess I could see that. You're right. Because if Harry Dean Stanton had played this role, I think he would have really sold it, and it wouldn't have been as terrible of an episode. Yeah. I agree to disagree. <laughs> it would have only been the script and direction's fault, <laughs> not the actors. And the rest well. of the actors. <laughs> yeah. Except for Milo. Yeah, Milo, Milo rocks this episode. And I'm going to say this episode, this was Tina's best performance. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Wow. So anyway, the fucking teacher comes in and he makes hilarious jokes. Uh, make sure you put those quotes around hilarious. He talks he about... He just starts yelling at them about the end of the world. Yeah. It is so bizarre. Like, I would have been looking for my mace. <laughs> uh, Carol, did you like Miss Bliss's <laughs> pantsuit in this scene? I did! I wrote down... Pantsuit. I wrote down rocking a pretty awesome pantsuit. She's looking good. She's going out with style. Yeah. I did like the exchange when this crazy old man that knows Miss Bliss walks in and Nikki and Lisa are like, Father? No. Boyfriend? Ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He could have been from the whitewater rafting trip. Oh, yeah. Well, what was weird is that they were both true. Like, yeah. <laughs> um... So then, yeah, she says Miss Bliss is only lame. The only time she got into trouble was when she said aliens stole her homework. And Screech is like, that happened to you too? And then that, there's like a weird abrupt ending to the scene. That's called ending the scene on a joke, Ryan. It's a hilarious, hilarious joke. But it was just like <laughs> abrupt. Like the rhythm, the, this show has no like rhythm it to really it at all. It. It's just yeah. like they put up a camera on a tripod and then ran through their scenes. Like, whoever was in the editing room just was was not very personally invested. They're getting us ready for the abrupt ending of the series. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I don't need any more terrible production quality to get me any more ready for that ending. So we go to the cafeteria, and the kids are talking about going to Cosmos later, which is like the max for them i suppose even though we never see it yeah do you think that's what made them think of the max was like these references to cosmos probably i mean they probably were like if we're gonna focus the show on the kids we should have a spot for them to hang out outside of school mm-hmm. where the principal can still eat with them <laughs> why do you think they decided 
to get rid of the cafeteria and change it to the max. I bet it was a much cheaper set. That was like a real school. Well, I feel like the having it having it be off campus makes no sense from a kids going to school perspective, but it makes more sense in the kinds of things they can do there. Like fashion shows? Like fashion shows and blind dates what? and yeah. uh, that thing where the radio was broadcasting. Yeah. Casey Kasem can show up. Yeah, Casey yeah. Kasem can waltz in and whatnot. Yeah, hmm. there's a lot of weird shit that went down at that, Max. Yep. I can see that. I'll buy it. Well, so Nikki can't go because she's doing her quote-unquote jock thing. Yeah, so I guess Nikki's a jock this episode. Yeah, she plays baseball, and Lisa's like, guys won't ask you out if you play baseball. False. Yeah, I feel like, um, first of all, the fact that those guys haven't asked Nikki out yet, there could be a lot of reasons for that, and none of them could have anything to do with baseball. It's her her ass face. I mean, who knows? Maybe they have girlfriends. Who knows? Um, maybe they're all 11. Maybe they're gay. Yeah, maybe they're gay. There's a lot. My Super point gay. being that there are lots of explanations other than just because she plays baseball. Secondly, I feel like the fact that she plays baseball probably makes her more attractive to them because they'd be like, hey, you and I share an interest. Well, I saw an episode of Full House where Stephanie <laughs> plays baseball. <laughs> where the Tanners were stuck in an airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it led me to believe that it does not salt your game to play baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so stupid that a woman's narrative about being good at something and having a hobby is hijacked for the male gaze and they're not even, like, out of puberty yet. This whole plot is really insulting. Oh, yeah. Well, but it's... uh, the, The thing I can defend it... Is Tell that... me how it's not insulting, you white male bastion <laughs> of the patriarchy. Wow. Austin well, gets it. If you're going to put it that way. Yeah. It's because it's presented, <laughs> the purpose of it is to tell you that, that you shouldn't shit on girls for playing baseball. I mean, kind of. Because it is. Mean, That's the point of it. In the end, Nikki's like, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want to do because I right. have the right to do what I want to do, and that Spoiler. play baseball. Yeah, it's right. So it's about the it's about the bullshit of challenging her wanting to play baseball. Yeah, yeah. That I can support. But it'd be so much cooler if they just gave her a plot that wasn't about the male fucking gaze. Right. That it in it just... of itself is regressive, sure. and it calls to the Summer Olympics and the very sexist coverage we're having to this day of our female athletes. Do you want to talk about that wedding proposal? Oh, well, I think everybody knows. It just, <laughs> oh, there's that, and then, like, the woman with the no gold, but... This. Okay. Well, the woman wins a gold, and then they make the headline the dude. The coverage who won the silver. I think I heard about that. Yeah, Yeah, he did like a a public proposal kind of a thing. Yeah, a woman wins a gold, and then the dude proposes right there and steals her thunder. She won silver, I think. Okay. Yeah, well, that explains it. But it's going to be a a silver medal wedding. It's like, everybody knows these days that public proposals are just for assholes who want to trick a woman into marrying her with crowd pressure. Hmm. If you've got a real thing going on, you want to, like, like not do a stunt proposal with a hundred fucking sports fans. Like, no, the key, <laughs> what? The key to Why a stunt proposal 
Yes, is it, tell us, Austin. Is making sure you you've talked to your partner beforehand and know whether or not she wants a stunt proposal. That well, sounds yeah, really here's boring. Because the there's like when it happens on the Giganto cam at a baseball game or whatever. And I think if you're confident in the proposal, although I've learned that you shouldn't do this, but I can I get the idea that you wanted to make it like as big an event as possible. But when someone's having the biggest moment of their life winning a medal in the Olympics, you as their boyfriend stealing their thunder by proposing to them and making it about that you're proposing to them, I I can't argue that that's a dick move. Yeah, there's a difference between you and your significant other are attending a sporting event that you both enjoy and you choose mm-hmm. that moment to publicly propose to her and... So there's a difference between that and your significant other is one of the athletes playing on the field doing their thing, and then you decide to publicly propose and steal attention away from it. And then the coverage has said that the proposal is the real prize. Yeah, that was bad. so insulting. That was bad. They wouldn't have said that if she'd done her job and won a gold, though. They would have if they talked about her at all. Which is interesting. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to think because I know there is... Pretty famously, there was like a college football game a few years ago. One of the big bowl games or whatever. But then uh, somebody won the game by scoring a touchdown. Then immediately went to one of the cheerleaders and proposed. And it was like his girlfriend. But the, <laughs> It wasn't just like a random cheerleader. Yeah. That been weird. <laughs> Baby, will you marry me? I'm on fire right now. <laughs> See, that's what it's like. It's like they're using the crowd to goad the woman yeah. into making a choice. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's one of those, assuming this the crowd wasn't just being goading her, that's different because it's the athlete making the choice. Mm, but they it. cheer if she says yes, and they boo if she says no. <laughs> You're going to get booed by a stadium full of people. Yeah, dude. Welcome to being a fucking woman. It's um, an ordeal. Thank you. I've been waiting for that welcome. But Redacted. Back to the um, show. I will say that doing a plotline like this could work because this is very real societal pressure sure. that could that is placed on women wrongfully. And if you point to it as being wrong, that this shouldn't be something that women should be pressured about, you could do a reasonably progressive episode that dealt with somebody accusing somebody of being like, well, you're not going to get men that way, you know? Well, but correct me if I'm wrong. What I feel like I've learned from this discussion, if I've learned anything, is that what would be truly progressive is if you just had an episode where Nikki was on the baseball team and it wasn't about her being, like, maybe there's just a lot of pressure to beat Valley. That's true. And that's the premise. Maybe she's got to study and also play baseball, and it's hard for her. I think you mean a... beat Lee Harvey Oswald Jr. High. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yes, that would be more interesting. Yeah. Like, I get that this isn't as regressive as it could be, sure. but still, mm-hmm. I'm, like, cringing throughout. One of the other things that I find interesting about it is that all of the pressure that Nikki is getting is being put on her by Lisa. Yeah, and I thought that that was within character for Oh, it's her, definitely actually. within character for Lisa, though I'm very confused why Lisa cares so much whether Nikki wears makeup or not. Uh, because that's like Lisa's... I don't know, I think that yeah. that's just the kind of a person she is. Well, that's, that's just a very teen thing. Yeah, I guess you want you your want friends to be, to be justified like in what your hobbies are, so you want other right. people to share them, that kind of thing. But I feel like it would be a very different story if... 
there was a guy that Nikki was interested in and he was like, you know, he didn't know she was interested in him. And he's like, oh, yeah, my favorite girls are like the like hot blondies that doll themselves up and act like women. And so then she changes herself to be the kind of girl. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of, the part that rankles me the most is that it feels like a male fantasy of their opinion being so easy to sway a woman out of sports. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think a woman does anything once we're fucking adults because a man would or wouldn't like it? That's so diminishing. If if the Olympic athletes only did sports because they wanted male approval then they wouldn't be the champions that they are. They do it because they have the love of the game. If it was about her active instead of responding to the male gaze, like, why should her plotline be about the motherfucking male gaze? Isn't the whole rest of the show? Pretty much, it yeah. Is. Yeah. Fair enough. The only thing I can say in response to that is that the only reason I take showers or care at all <laughs> it's for, about my it's appearance for the female gaze. is the female gaze. <laughs> Very true. If I had to go live on Man Island with all the men, oh, I'd let myself go. <laughs> I would like to see you take a vacation in Man Island. I would not. I don't even want to. I don't even want to do a quick walk through of Man the Island. The stench alone would knock you. Yeah, I don't even want to get a whiff of Man Island. <laughs> So anyway, also in the cafeteria, Miss Bliss is eating lunch with her Mr. Lyman. Her weird old man that showed up. With a dirty old bum. <laughs> and he's saying, he, he tells her that he's retired. And she's surprised by that. Yeah, she's like, but you're only a thousand years old. <laughs> well, he kind of just says that he stopped teaching, and at this point I was like, or oh, did you get fired, you weird old piece of yeah. shit? Well, more on that later. I know, right? But I will say that I thought it then. And also, this must be the guy who taught Miss Bliss to wear beards for optimal No, he teaching. definitely taught her the value of dressing up. The value of costumery, costumery in teaching. Yep, that's what kids like. No, this is the point where when he's cagey about why he's not teaching anymore. Right. That despite the fact that I remembered this episode well enough to know that she name checks him in an earlier episode. Oh. When she's talking about the people she's going to thank when she wins Teacher of the Year Award. She's like, oh, and Mr. Lyman, my eighth grade teacher. And here he is. Right. I remembered that, but I did not remember kind of like how David thought he was going to die. <laughs> I was like. Is this going to go down the Alzheimer's road? That was what I was going to say. To where, like, yeah. they force him to retire because he's losing his mind, but he yeah. won't admit it, and she forces him to make that realization. And let's yeah. just say, we never really know why they forced him into retirement. Yeah, he gives a lot of stuff about it, but it's kind of ranty. It's very yeah. vague. He's just like, I'm a dinosaur. They don't want dinosaurs around. <laughs> Suddenly can't spank well, your no. kids anymore. <laughs> I punched a kid in the face. <laughs> he sass-mouthed me, and suddenly I'm the monster. I can use any words I want to describe. <laughs> we should look at the context. His name is Lyman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, for one, don't trust the motherfucker. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you think of the last name Bitzenhofer, then? Oh, uh, What is a bits in German? Yeah, I don't even... Th- is it poop? I, no, my I don't think so. has been to Germany, and no one in Germany knows what Bitzenhofer means. It's but... a dog's penis. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Belding joins them, uninvited. 
and uh, make some lame principal jokes. Yeah, well, see, here's the problem. He comes in, and then Miss Bliss says, oh, this is Mr. Lyman. He's the reason I got into teaching. And he goes, you, out of here now. And then they hey, no-sell no, the joke no. like it's a terrible one, and I'm like... That's just as good as any of Mr. Lyman's jokes. I don't know why we're judging Or any joke in the history of the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> Which is to say it's just as bad. Yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily a good joke, but it's uh, on par with everything else. This is kind of like, Ryan, when you've talked about when like someone sings, sings a song or something and you have no idea if you're supposed to interpret it as good or bad and you just have to right. wait for the characters to react and know... What your opinion of it should be? Yeah, the only way we know if a joke is supposed to be funny or not is if there's a laugh track or the other characters laugh because mm-hmm. they're all genuinely at the same level of humor, which is not much. Yeah, about. yeah. So then, this whole next string of events really drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of abrupt. So then he's like, "By the way, Miss Bliss, while you're eating your lunch, I thought I'd mention that the statewide curriculum report." <laughs> Is due Friday. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to take some time off from teaching, which is a good negotiation tactic on her part. <laughs> I appreciated that from her. And then <laughs> Belding goes, I don't know if I can find you a substitute this fast. I, I, the very right. nature of substitutes <laughs> is that they're on call employees yes. that you can call in the morning. Like, and they'll just come. And you have a long list of them, so you can just keep calling them till someone comes. <laughs> and like in an earlier episode, when Mister Belding filled in for Miss Bliss, they made the point of him saying, "Like, oh, the flu's going around, and we're short of substitutes." Oh yeah. So someone on the writing staff is clearly aware of the way substitutes work, <laughs> and then we're just like, "Ah, fuck it," for this episode. <laughs> Do you think the substitutes all caught the same flu at the substitute kissing party? Mm-hmm. That's probably, I mean, they, that's, it's kind of a hotbed for the flu. Oh, yeah. They all went whitewater rafting together. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like, yeah, so Mr. Rowling says that. He's like, I don't think you're going to substitute that fast. I'm like, well, I hope none of your teachers get sick then. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that bothered me about it is it's so unnecessary. Yeah. Because Mr. Lyman's just sitting there. And he's like, oh, he could have just be like, she could have just been like, oh, I'll have to take time off. Why doesn't Mr. Lyman take over for a few days? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need, sometimes they set up a problem that doesn't need to be there, Mm -hmm. and they provide a nonsense solution to it. Yeah. Well, and even the whole, the fabrication of, oh, you need to fill this, get this report done by Friday, and I'm like, I feel like this this is in your lap, Elding, for not giving her this deadline earlier, early <laughs> enough that she yeah. could fulfill it in enough time without taking time off. No, you're you're right, Ryan. One of the things that always annoys me if I'm watching like a television show or something is when something doesn't make sense, specifically when there's an easy way out to make things make more sense and still have the same plot that you want. Like, like when there's too much information? Yeah, when they're just trying too hard and you're like, you know, you could have done things so much easier, gotten the same plot, and things would have made sense. Like, sometimes things don't make sense, but you know why? Just because they wanted to do this thing, and you're like, well, it's just a matter of suspension of disbelief. But then sometimes you're like, you just didn't even need to jump through all these hoops to do it. Makes me sick. Yeah, I'm sick to my stomach. Hooray! So then Belding wants to check Mr. Lyman's credentials... Because as, oh, as I was thinking about it, Miss Bliss just could have gotten, like, 
a cold or something, <laughs> you know, and needed a substitute. Well, but she has to always be in the school yeah, all the time <laughs> for this premise. To, she's just always there yeah. when he's substituting as part of it. So then we cut to the hallway, and Nikki quits baseball because she wants boys to like her. And Lisa wants to have shitting all of that sexist stuff onto mm. her, like it's her job. And then Zach blames Lisa for it and immediately begins trying to manipulate Nikki into is this, rejoining. Is this the only instance of Zach manipulating for good? I guess. I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And then she almost agrees, and then scre- we find out Nikki's last name is Coleman. Yeah, we, is that right, we, Coleman? Yeah, we knew that already. How do we know that? In an earlier episode. It was established. And then Screech goes, Nikki Coleman, what a guy. And Screech ruins everything Again. for the one billionth time. <laughs> yep. That's why they wanted to make him a foul pole where people threw the baseball. Mm, <laughs> That's why I hope he'll be a dead corpse in the classroom later. Ooh, fingers crossed. It's a very odd line to say anyways. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> so then we go to the hall. And Mikey and Zach are walking down the hall together, and then they're accosted by Milo! Milo! And uh, Zach has a hall pass that Mr. Lyman gave him. Suck it, Milo. So, what were they doing? They were going to go J each other in the toilet. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm pretty sure they just got done J-O-ing each other in the toilet. Uh, okay. Because they're on their way back to class. No, they J-O, they J'd each other's O in one bathroom. Now they're on the way to the other bathroom to J each other's O, and then they have to go back to their way. They just yeah, go they back. They call that the bits and <laughs> I mean, they are teenage boys. <laughs> you can't you can't make it down the hallway without having a rub on yeah, again. Exactly. Teenage boys, adult men, whatever. <laughs> So then they're like, peace out, Milo. We got a hall pass. Yeah, so... Because the hall pass doesn't expire till July, right? Yes. And I just wonder... It just made me think, and this isn't the first time hall pass has come up in this series, but are they actually really a thing in any real form? I think we had them in my middle school. But they're never, like, dated, and you never had, like... Yeah, I think I dated for that day. Mm Mm-hmm. We had them, basically, when you were in a classroom, there would be, like, one or two hall passes for the room, and it was basically just if you had to piss. Yeah. Or maybe mm-hmm. go across campus quickly for something. But a lot of teachers would do, like, weird stuff. Like, I remember there was, like, a hockey stick mm-hmm. in one. It was, like, because they would get lost. Mm-hmm. So yeah. teachers would often, like, attach them to large objects. Kind of like, like stores that have a, like, private locked bathroom, and they don't want you to, yeah. like, walk out with the key, so they... Attach it to a big chunk yeah. of wood or something. Totally. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Just, um, the way yeah, you... the idea of, like, issuing a pass to a student and being like, all right, with this, you're free to just roam the halls at your leisure. <laughs> that I don't Get as think. many J.O.'s as you can. Right, yeah, just song. knock yourself out. I feel like that doesn't <laughs> really happen. Well, it may serve a greater purpose. Perhaps. Well, so just stay tuned, guys. So then, Belding approaches Milo. They have a water fountain discussion. Uh, excuse me, a liquid dispensing <laughs> substation discussion. Shit. Sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, Milo tells Belding about the hall pass, 
Which, if it's this much of a problem, why doesn't Milo just interview? Why doesn't he just like fuck this hall pass? Yeah, because he's like, just a janitor, to... you guys. He can't overrule he's... the teacher. That's don't say he's just a janitor. <laughs> <It's> hurtful. <laughs> I like how Milo calls back here that he's been listening to the pipes. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I knew he makes Mister Belding like kiss up to him so he can get the gossip, and then he's just like full time listening to the toilet. When the boys are jang yeah. on the drinking fountain, shortly after the boys are jang he knows everything. I wrote down, that's a series wrap on Milo going out as strangely as he came in. <laughs> right? Yeah, he got a better wrap-up than Tina. He goes full circle. Is that it? That's the end of Milo, that's our, right? This is our last it, scene with dude. Milo. And then he goes outside and he's hit by a comet. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, Miss Bliss, or I like how this is like a basically like a, a relay race, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like we have Zach and Mikey, <laughs> then Milo, then Milo and Belding, <laughs> then Belding, and Miss Bliss shows up, yeah. and he confronts Miss Bliss. Why is she there? Well, I'm like, I guess she's she's she's, she's apparently working on her. She report. was in one bathroom, J O, <laughs> <laughs> and then she had to go to another bathroom to J O. If she's not in her class, is she just, like, camped out in, like, the administrator's office working on this report? I think that's the most practical answer. So I'm not going with it. <laughs> You're going with David's J-O-ing idea? <laughs> Yipper! She was scissoring <laughs> Tina in the art classroom. <laughs> yeah, they had one more fling in the kiln, and they made some lesbian pottery yeah. about and it. And the kids watched. She's like, this is yeah. compromising, kids! <laughs> <laughs> so then building. Gives away his source of Milo. He folds like a card deck. <laughs> and then he's basically like, hey, your teacher. Also, a fucking substitute teacher can't just write an endless hall. Yeah, like he's this. <laughs> Doesn't have that kind of power. It's nonsense. I don't care how old and crazy he is. <laughs> so then they're like, let's go talk to him about this. And they go to the class, and that shit is empty. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's worth a commercial break. It's good because I needed three minutes of advertisements to really let that sink in. What I just right, you were so flabbergasted. Yep. Did you guys want to buy the puppy surprise or the craft mac and cheesy or the crocodile mile? Well, crocodile mile totes. Totally awesome. What were those things that like were fruit snacks, but they looked like dinosaur eggs or something? They were like rocks, like Brock's rocks or something. Oh yeah, Brock's rocks. Yeah. I never got those. they're made by Brock's there's, Candy Company. There's so many um, products on TV I wanted so bad that I never got. <laughs> pow, 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 pow wheels. wheels. I never pow, got the pow, pow wheels. There was also always, like, a, a rotating brand of cereal that was, like, a really appealing character. Mm-hmm. And it was always the same shitty cereal. Oh, yeah. It was, like, Captain Crunch without the berries, or, but, like, grosser. Or, like, Lucky. it was Lucky Charms, but with character-specific marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Was it the Ninja Turtles cereal? It was Ninja Turtle cereal. It was Nintendo yeah, cereal. Nintendo. Nintendo. Which we wanted cereal that cereal so bad. Yeah. Nintendo. Oh, that and Mario cereal. Brothers. Wow. Yeah. I remember the Sweetie Chef cereal oh, that really? bugged my mom forever until she finally got it, and then it was gross. And she was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she was like, you better eat that fucking cereal. That was like one of those lessons. Was I had early lessons about wanting shitty products for no good reason and realizing that they were probably terrible. Because that scam worked on me a couple times. 
I I uh, sidestepped. I sidestepped that scam by refusing to acknowledge the shittiness of the product. Oh, you just I was like, well, no, that, this is that's awesome. That's how I ended up with the X Men Nintendo game, and that didn't go well. <laughs> Me oh, too. Yeah. And boy, did I pay oh, for that one. <laughs> when you got a Nintendo game, you were shit house. You were fucked because <laughs> yeah. you that shit cost two hundred dollars. Uh, this was my birthday, and we were at this. It was a Funko Land. I can tell you that much. And then. I wanted X-Men because they had this list of games they had. I'm like, I want the X-Men game. But they didn't have it at that location. So my mom had to drive us, like, drive me across the town, you know, across a few cities to get to this other location where they had the X-Men game. And you're talking about comic books the whole time. Oh, yeah. rolling your eyes. And so then we get there, and then I was allowed to try out the game. (laughs) And I was like, this game fucking sucks. But I wasn't... I didn't have the heart to say it, so I was like, yeah, this is the game I want for my birthday. Oh. <laughs> Got it wrapped up and yeah. brought it home. That's sweet of you, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I think my mom may have appreciated it, but I'm like, I'm sorry, this is actually a terrible game. Right, she probably would have preferred that. That's a hard morality for a child, mm-hmm. though. That was one of those games that like didn't even make any sense. No, it was just... They clearly yeah, just no, like grafted the X-Men like over, the ex- over an existing platform and... That was a terrible goddamn game. Do you remember how Funko Land, you'd go in there and they'd have, like, a printout of all the games that were yeah, in stock? that's what I was talking about, cost. yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Weird times. Yeah. So then, we come back to the commercial, from the commercial, and there's still an empty classroom, <laughs> and uh, Belling's freaking out. I'm not gonna lie, this was a pretty exciting moment when all the kids have <laughs> did the fucking period. Yeah. <laughs> Then they found Mr. Lyman just eating a meal and being really <laughs> stuffed. <in. laughs> he was just eating bones yeah. in the corner like, don't look at me. And they're like, where did the kids go? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> the end. Uh, the end. <laughs> that was a great ending, you guys. Yeah, no, what a great conclusion. Cool. You could say it was pretty fulfilling. Wow. Tune in next week for the Miss Bliss wrap-up. <laughs> All wrap, wrap up. It's going to be all wrap. We have to freestyle. Oh, boy. So then, uh, yeah, and then they were, like, spotted going into the woods. (laughs) I have it in caps when I wrote this down. All the kids go into the woods. (laughs) Like, I can't believe it. This is the best moment that's ever happened in this place. He's the pied fucking piper, and he's going to go rape and devour the children with rats in the nearby woods. So then this part doesn't make any sense to me. It's amazing. So Mr. Lyman just like casually strolls back in. <laughs> and they're like, where the fuck are the kids? And he's like, they're at lunch. But if it was lunchtime, wouldn't they know that? Yeah. Well, I think the idea is supposed to be they are so frantic about the missing kids that they don't realize that it is now lunchtime and that's where they are. But it wasn't lunch when they came. Correct. To the I think the room. idea was he took the kids out into the woods and then was so like, it's like a real time thing. Like they've been in there for the duration of the commercial. Yeah, break. exactly. So like okay. he takes the kids out to the woods and then they're out there for the length of class and then he's like, okay, class is over. And then their next thing after Bliss's class is lunch. So they go straight from the creepy woods to lunch. Meanwhile, seven eleven, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile. Bliss and Belding are in the empty classroom just running around in circles being like, where's the kids? Where's the kids? Where's the kids? Where's the kids? Let's not look for them. Let's not look for them. Let's just freak out. Wait here and be scared. Well, there's one thing I've learned on this show is when you go into a classroom, 
you only got like three minutes until class is over and the bell rings. <laughs> right, exactly. So it totally makes sense that during the commercial break, class has ended and it is now lunchtime. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so weird. Like, of course, we never know the passage of time. Nope. I know. Like, how long has he been teaching these kids? Several days? <laughs> I don't know. So he comes back and he says he took the kids for a walk and that there's all these historical events that occurred around nearby locations. He's a liar. What he's right? doing is he's catching Pokemon. And this is, oh, he's this Pokemon is where I Go. went back to my, like, is he having Alzheimer's moment? Because yeah. I'm like, there really can't be that much historical stuff that happened in the vicinity of this school. I don't know. Here's the woods where I killed a bunch of children. <laughs> Come into this old shed. So many incredible events have happened in there. So Miss Bliss blames herself. Which, I mean, I don't feel like we have an expectation at this school that you keep kids in the classroom during school hours really needed to be spelled out. <laughs> like, yeah. don't beat yourself up, Bliss. That's kind of a given, and I would assume... That's true at most schools. And wouldn't you, with a substitute teacher, don't you just give them an outline and be like, "Here, don't fuck this up." <laughs> fucking hand them a videotape. I and like, just fuck show those kids a movie. Yep. I will say that, like, when you're stuck in a school or an office and there's like nature outside, you just like look at it and you're like, "Oh, what if I just quit everything and ran into the woods?" And I love that the kids get to live their dream here. <laughs> I mean, I've taken the kids outside, but you can't, you take them to the schoolyard. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, there's a difference between, like, let's go out into the football field and enjoy nature or something, and being like, let's go all range at this 7-Eleven. <laughs> so then Mr. Lyman's like, fuck all y'all, I'm gonna go meet the kids. And then we go back to the class. This is another thing where the, the scene is in the class. And then we transition to another scene in the same class. Mm -hmm. uh, and the kids are moving their desks around, and they're imagining the Civil War while wearing cowboy hats. Oh my god. And they're fucking into it. Yeah, and then Mr. Lyman oh is god. hallucinating. <laughs> and he's just narrating his hallucinations to the kids. Yeah, this is another part where I'm like, I don't think this would be as cool as these kids are making it out to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, if some teacher was like, imagine you're on the battlefield. You can hear the footsteps of the enemy soldiers. I'd just be so bored with them. Yeah, and yet, I'd and be like, when can I get to a bathroom to jail? And the, the idea, <laughs> I jerked off in 12 minutes. <laughs> the idea that they're supposed, like, the idea is supposed to be that Mr. Lyman is such, like, a captivating teacher that they can't mm -hmm. help but be, it just doesn't sell that at all. It would if it was Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, we'll never know, Ryan. And also, he's really bad at improv. He'll be like, Larry, what do you see? And Larry's like, um, a toilet. And he's like, no, you see a line of birch trees of the olden days. It's like, why'd you ask him that? Yeah. Uh, what improv is about is yes and. If you ask somebody, you roll with it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was about no Fuck buts. Fuck you, Mr. Lyman. But I'm bunch. Um, did you note, speaking of the, uh, the, the different hats that everybody got, he, he only brought enough hats for some people to wear them. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but some of the non-Golden Five got Yep, there hats. were extras True. that had hats, but not everyone got a hat. And they got to, like, throw spitballs. Like, this is the most I've ever noticed a non-Golden person. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's the most I've ever gotten to do. Also, I'm pretty sure he makes, he talks about how, like, it's the start of the Civil War and then places them at Gettysburg, and that was not the start of the Civil War. Ooh, burn. Sick. 
burn. So then, yeah, they have like a simulated battle, basically, where they throw wads of paper. Because if there's one thing I've learned from this series about substitute teachers, it's that they like having their students crumple up pieces of paper and throw them in the air. (laughs) It's learning. Like, it's that's the shorthand for, here's a wacky substitute. Yeah. I mean, I've seen uh, classroom exercises like this, though. To be fair. Like, this isn't really that out of line at all. And the best yeah. part is that they simulate Screech's death. Yeah, Yay! that's all good. Which is all anyone wanted. And then he makes a pass at Lisa. We get our first reference to Screech and Lisa since the episode where Zack was writing fake love letters for him. Yeah, and it's interesting because that just carries right over into the regular series. Yeah, but even here it hasn't been that big of a thing. No, he hasn't really harassed her yet. Yeah, no, the the note I made, because then when Bliss comes in and she's all, like, she goes apeshit over what he's doing, and I'm like, what he's doing isn't that radical of a teaching exercise, but it also isn't as awesome as the kids are making it out to be. Well, I mean, it's not awesome. I don't... It's just not that bad. I don't know why Miss Bliss is losing her shit, and, like... No, it's, like, fine. Did she get taught by him? Is this any different than what he would do, or is this a lot different? He's really gone off the rails in the last couple of years. It's because of the Alzheimer's. He thinks he's at (laughs) Gettysburg. Yeah. He's having Gettysburg flashbacks. (laughs) That's what's happening. But I I also, I mean, even not just that, not just uh, he was her teacher, what did she expect, but, like, is this that far removed from some of the stuff that Bliss does with her costuming? Not at all. It's, like, really clear that she came from this line of teaching. Mm -hmm. And this is shit you would do in a class. It's engaging the students is what it is. This shit works, actually. Like, I, I think he's actually doing a good job. And then she's like, what the fuck? And I want more constructive teaching. And he's like, you can just fucking take your class back then. And he storms out like a child. Was that, uh, was he urkling her? I can't quite tell. Uh, there wasn't as much guilt. It was more matter of fact. Okay. Seems... He was more just like, it's my way or the highway. It's yeah. very, this whole episode is a bunch of people getting dramatic Things that aren't worth getting dramatic over. <laughs> I think the whole series. Yeah. But I mean, when you get like a breakup or something, sure, people are going to be sad and whatnot. And it's like, everyone's overreacting to everything, I feel like, in this entire episode. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, the the reactions people are having to what's happening are out of proportion to what's happening. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, David? <laughs> that statement just ruined my life. <laughs> Like, yeah, Lyman isn't as funny as they all say he is, but then he's not as bad as they, Miss Bliss thinks he is, and his ending isn't as awesome as they try to pretend it is. I don't know what you're talking about, David. So then (laughs) we get another commercial break, and I feel like the second act was very short. Well, that's that's the classic TV way to do it. You get a long first act to really hook people in, but now that everyone's very invested in the story, you can do more commercials because they're going to keep watching well, I missed that part where I got it. <laughs> no, it's really, though, because this second act was just two scenes, and they were just both mm-hmm. in the classroom. First an empty classroom, then one with kids in it, and that was it. I like the empty one better. <laughs> yeah. Although, you liked it when three adult characters were just standing around talking the whole time? No. <laughs> so then we open in the bathroom! Yay! Yay! <laughs> and how come you never... You always do the cafeteria. How come when you go to the bathroom, you're never like... 
<laughs> well, I guess it's too late to really give me that note. You <laughs> oh, pretty 11th hour note there. <laughs> so then Lisa and Nikki, uh, Lisa is further ruining <laughs> Nikki's self-image. Yeah. She's, Nikki's bad at makeup. And and then this She's is, good at makeup. It's just that she doesn't like it. Yeah, this is where Lisa says the secret to wearing makeup is to look like you're not wearing any at all. And you quoted that. Yeah, thing. and that's where I was like, oh, it really was an episode of Miss Bliss, and I thought I imagined it or something. But that that note has always stuck with me, because it always seemed ridiculous. That one wormed into your consciousness. Yeah. That's that's a really minimal take on makeup, frankly. Mm-hmm. That's what David says every morning when he's putting on his makeup. Sure, and then he's like, I'm so pretty. Don't, don't so judge pretty. Austin or put gender roles on things. David puts on man cup. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because he's so splotchy. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> <sighs> Fair enough. fight. <laughs> so then Nikki's like, Lisa, I'm pitching, and that means that she's going to wear the strap on. <laughs> and I do, uh, I do, I do like that Nikki makes this realization on her own. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. She's looking at herself in the mirror. It's like almost like a... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't Pitching. get coerced into it by Zach and Mikey. She's just as like looking in the mirror and is like, no, fuck it. I want to play baseball. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. And also she's going to go pitch her new screenplay. What is it? Um, It's called Toilet... It's called The Diary of Monologues. Oh. And it's a movie about having poop. Oh, I thought it'd be The Diary of Diarrhea. <laughs> I it's thought it would be The Diarrhea of, diarrhea of Anne Frank. It's that too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got it all, baby. The Diary of Anne Frank pooping. <laughs> well, anyway. Now that it's we're... a great screenplay. Then we go to Miss Bliss's house. Last no, stop at the Sizzler. Carrie's house again. Well, at least it's the last time. And Miss Mr. Lyman shows up. Everyone just hangs out at her mm. house. Well, at like... least this is two adults hanging out at her house. That's yeah. true. It's more appro- It's less inappropriate than what we usually see happening at her house. Do you think they fuck? I get that vibe. That I think there was some stuff that happened between Miss Bliss and uh, Mr. Lyman. So? You think she was like, when she got a little bit older, she came back and was like a TA for him and things got a little personal one night? That's a really nice way to view it. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Cut a and print. Really legal way, Austin found. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I see why you make your students kiss him. So then, I thought you would like this too, Carol. He shows up and he's like, I came to give you a chance to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that. <laughs> and he's like, sorry if I gave you, got you in some shit with your principal. He's like, not sorry. That apologizing. Sorry that you're having your period. Sorry, not sorry. And then, although, I mean, I do think she's more wrong than he is here. I mean, not overall, because what about that fucking hall pass? That's bullshit. Well, I'm glad you asked, Carol. Yeah. Because Miss Bliss is like, what was up with that hall pass? And then it turns out the hall pass was dated July 3rd, 1863. What's bullshit? Yeah, what's bullshit is... He acts like, you see, I didn't really give him a hall pass, except Zach was able to use it anyway, so... Right, right. that's the rub. I guess Milo doesn't read full dates, yeah. and that's why he's just the janitor. Like, it'd be yeah. different if he gave it to Zach, and then it'd be like, actually, you should check the date on that, hardy heart. But he doesn't, and then Zach can just use it as a forgery anyway, so... 
my only thought was, sure, Zack is now always going to remember the date of the Battle of Gettysburg, even though it lasted over like three days, so that's kind of a, uh incomplete fact. But uh, that seems like an awful lot of work to teach one kid one fact. Yeah, right. and really, and just the date, like you don't learn anything about about the Battle of Gettysburg, what did it mean, why it happened, what Right, happened. I mean, it might come in handy someday when Zach's playing bar trivia, but that's... <laughs> yeah. Like, there's more to history than just dates. And that... Well, I would say the only way I've really benefited from anything I learned in school is bar trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and really, I've benefited more from what we've talked about on this show than anything I learned in school. How has this show benefited you? Because I go to Save by the Bell bar trivia. <laughs> okay. I yes, actually, and I actually have. I, wow. I wish there was Saved by the Bell bar trivia by us. I have oh, been man, to Dana, it. We fucking clean up. Mm-hmm. I know. You would think, but it was weirdly hard when I went. Yeah, it was like about shit people were on later, and I don't mm-hmm. know that stuff. Um, because no one wanted to talk about the actual well, show. Uh, Ryan, if you would pay more attention when our crack research team hands in their reports, you'd do better at that. It's true. Mm-hmm. True. True. So then they discuss the rules. And he admits he was forced into retirement, and that he's tired of fighting. And uh, he was fired because of whimsy. Well, he was forced into <laughs> retirement, which is fine. I would love to be forced into. Retirement. I know. Can I be forced into retirement now? <laughs> I know. Just keep keep having innovative ideas, Austin. <laughs> Most people would just get kicked to the. Curb. Well, he goes on this rant mm-hmm. about how teaching's not about budgets and SATs and standardized time. Like, I feel like teaching's always been about those things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not supposed to be. It's well, not, shouldn't be. I it mean... shouldn't be about things like that. But, I, like, the idea that he was chafing against budgetary restrictions, that's been part of teaching since day one. Shouldn't be, but it has been. No, I know, but he's... I don't know. I actually, like, totally am on board for everything he says here. Like, he says some real shit here. Like, this is... The most insightful moment ever on any kind of say by the bell. I just noted he said requisitions, and so there, there's that buzzword again. <laughs> Love those requisition forms, and that's a character wrap on requisition. Yeah. <laughs> I will it's a say, very touching moment. To be fair, a, a budget does have to come into things at some point, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. We just have to worry about saving money. It's just. There's only so much money you can spend. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and the way the money is used. Yeah, well, that's he has true. a th- he has a three thousand dollar beard budget yeah. that he demanded. <laughs> How much does that Lincoln costume cost? I know. And then Bliss gets like super up in his grill about him retire, like accepting the retirement. Right? Like, you have to fight for it. You have to not be old. <laughs> it's like, he's like, I'm actually retirement age. Well, that's so. what I'm yeah. like. I'm like, he's not allowed to, like, reach a point in his life where he's like, I fought the good fight long enough. I want to, like, retire now. How old do you think Miss Bliss is? 50. 16 years no younger way. than him. What? Do you really think she's 50? How old do you think? Like, 40. You think she's older than that? Like, 40. You think she's really 50? Did I stutter? <laughs> you did. You were like a, f- a, f- a, f- a, f- a 50. Spit it in, spit it out. That well, wasn't yeah. stuttering. She was rapping. Rip, rap, oh. rap, rap, attack. She just kept scratching the record. She was like, oh, wicka, wicka, wicka. The actress was 43 when this aired. No, right, no, right. But I would have thought older as well, Carol. I'm a little surprised. Huh. 
I actually saw it right? younger, but... All right. There's surgery these days. Maybe my <laughs> eye is all Hollywood. She doesn't look old and she doesn't look bad, but I mean, yeah. you know. Also, that is like actors give themselves a different age. Although I wonder if she could have because she was a child actress. Yeah. So she's 15 years old. Yeah, so he's late 50s. So that would be early to retire. It is an early retirement, but it's not like a freakishly early retirement. No, and I would be fine if, you know, I'd just go hang out. And he said he was forced into retirement, so what was he going to do? Just show up anyways? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other. She makes it pretty clear that, like, they told him to retire. And she's like, you have to keep fighting! And I'm like, they told him he couldn't come back! Like, yeah. <laughs> is he supposed to just wander into the school like he did yours and <laughs> break the rules that you were yelling at him for breaking? Mm-hmm. She's having a lot of inner turmoil. Yeah, that's the other confusing thing is she's like, no, you got to fight for it. But then she wasn't approving of his teaching style, which means she'd be the one forcing him into retirement. I, I don't yeah. get anything. It's and weird. that's part of the yeah. We only get vague answers to why he was forced into retirement. He just like, I'm a dinosaur. I care about kids, not budgets and requisition forms, which is all well and good. But you don't know what that actually means in a tangible context. Right. Like, did he spend money he shouldn't have spent or was he like naked in front of the class trying to teach him <laughs> about anatomy and they're like this is highly inappropriate he was wearing a lincoln hat and beard and Nothing else. a lincoln pubic beard but other than that yes entirely naked and the gettysburg address was from his butt <laughs> just like ace ventura they won't forget it no that's true they never forgot that's his defense he's just like sure I spoke through my anus but they'll never forget (laughs) so are you guys ready for the climax Mm. it's so moving you guys I think actually Miss Bliss and he fucked right after that scene (laughs) oh you think so I said are you ready for the climax (laughs) so I don't like when he's leaving our house how he's like Leaving and then he comes back in all spooky with like a dead face and he's like, "You were my favorite student." Yeah. Oh yeah. And he, and he was he had his hands down his pants when he was saying it. Is yeah. <laughs> you guys, can't we just talk about one thing? Where we don't? We do talk not. about one thing. Right you were already driving us towards the climax. What you don't like foreplay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you I'm said climax. Funny knowing full well what connotation is involved. What does she say that makes him say you're always my favorite? Please get out of my house. <laughs> I don't. I feel like she's just like giving him the whole spiel about how he needs to keep fighting and then he's like, I'm out of here. Well, there's that weird part where he looked at one of her 8th grade term papers which are apparently Oh, that was so weird. That was the beginning of the scene. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, you deserved an A and I'm like, why would you even remember like what her paper was at that point? Uh, and, yeah. you know, eighth grade term papers are... Who keeps that shit? What the fuck, Miss <laughs> She's Yeah, life. but she strikes me as the kind of nerd that would have kept that stuff. Yeah, I just feel like, and it's because the show is taking place place in eighth grade, but she's like all excited about her, quote, eighth grade teacher. She's keeping her eighth grade term paper. Nobody cares about their eighth grade stuff. It's always the high school things that you start yeah. really keeping. I don't have any of that shit. Well, yeah, because you were a loner who just wanted to get high all the time instead of actually learn at school, Ryan. <laughs> True. Burn. I didn't get high that much in high school. <laughs> I didn't. Very seldom. I was pretty uh, low-key about that stuff. Anyway, the final scene 
ever of any episode we're going to talk about is the kids are in class and they're all bored. I like how they really (laughs) capture that, like how lame it is now that they're in Miss Bliss's class (laughs) and Mr. Lyman's gone. Just the like ho-humness of their expressions. Mm -hmm. And uh, we find out that Nikki, they fucking lost the game after all that shit. It was Zach's fault too, one of the few times he's fallible. Oh, what happened? He committed three errors. Like, he was like, some pitchers win the game, Nikki. She's like, well, I would have if he didn't commit three errors. He's like, that's not the point. And even though it was quite clearly the point that he's the one who fucked it up. Yeah. So what is the purpose of, like... Who knows? Why? Why? (laughs) She's a pitcher, and they're talking about a big game, so I guess they felt there needed to be a resolution to it. This gets resolved. Because girls... Because girls can't win, just like on all those old commercials or of board games, Carol, girls never win. You could yes. you could look at it from the other perspective, which is she would have won if a man hadn't fucked it up. I mean, oh. that's a pretty true moral. <laughs> <laughs> Zach does go on to fuck up Kelly's right? life, this so is here's just the another origin. Mickey would have done just fine without Zach. I... I just thought it was odd. Like, they could have just not mentioned it at all. I, it's, no, no, I, I would have expected them to not mention it. The fact that they yeah. mentioned it is what makes it odd. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, is when there's more information, right. it's more confusing. So then, Mr. Lyman crashes the class. No, Abraham yeah. Lincoln crashes So I'm the supposed class. to take that Miss Bliss did not know this was going to happen, correct? Correct. No, he just walks into her class and starts... Reciting the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> what if she was past like the Civil War Gettysburg and she's like talking about I don't know, like the Industrial Revolution or something? <laughs> she's yeah. like, so then in 1901, yeah, USS Maine exploded in off the shore of Cuba, and he's like, four score, and said, no, we're done with that, Mister Lyman. <laughs> Oh, do you think he had this costume around or from his school, or do you think he wears it when he goes on white water rapid sex? Trips? Yeah, it's a sex costume. Yeah, it's, yeah this is his definitely. costume. Yeah, it's his sex role play. He likes yeah. to do uh, Abe Lincoln play. Man, that's just so gross. Like, and I, he just looks so spooky during this scene to me. Did anybody else find a new nightmare? Well, Belding, <laughs> Belding thought it was spooky. Yeah. Yeah, me and Bell Dog agree then, for one. Like Belding comes in the classroom and Miss Bliss is like, What are you doing here? He's like, It's not every day you see a man who's been dead for a hundred and fifty years wandering your halls. I'm like, settle down, Belding, he's just wearing a costume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was so that was so abrupt. Have this you, is a very abrupt episode. Like he walks in, he gets in front of the class, and he starts reciting the Gettysburg address, and like everyone's in awe of this. And it's just very yeah. weird this isn't that revolutionary or special or <laughs> anything. Like Teachers have dressed up on this show before, but in real life. No, I know. Miss Bliss does this, like, all the time. I, um, I just kept thinking about the animatronic Abe Lincoln speech at Disneyland, because it was not as good, but it reminded me of it. That'd be cool if they got that robot. I know! That's what I was saying. I wish it was the robot. That would have been a great ending. I do. I did feel like he actually kind of looks a lot like Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And was that, like... Did, was did, that a coincidence, or did they, did they work, plan or did they that work backwards way? from there? They were like, yeah. we need yeah. someone who looks like a good Lincoln, and then found him, and like, okay, you have the part, let's do all this other or stuff. Or did they find him and decide, let's do Lincoln as the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it wasn't based on his acting. Yeah, no, it wasn't good acting. I'm just saying he kind of looked the part. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why. They worked from the Lincoln concept. Mm. It's 
It's a powerful show. <laughs> I feel like I got it, like, at least what they were going for. And uh, the tone, I didn't necessarily feel it in my heart, but I got what they wanted me to feel. I'm just saying if this was supposed to be the big swan song, this guy's a real revolutionary in the teaching industry, he should have done something that's revolutionary or something to end it. it they're like, like, what a way to go. And I'm like, it's just a way to go, I guess. <laughs> like, what would be a more revolutionary way if he started, like, um, um, the giving them weapons and bayonets yeah. and march into the woods and secede from the city? <laughs> yeah. If he, yeah, getting them to succeed would be one of them. Maybe if he enslaved half the classroom and then the other <laughs> half had to free the <laughs> Yeah, he should have made brother fight against brother. They didn't even get to the best part of the Gettysburg Address. Which what is it, Austin? The very end. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. <laughs> That's my favorite part of it. When, when Lincoln rapped that. Yeah. Uh well. What's the best part, Austin? The the very end when he's when they're like they talk about the people that have given the last full measure of devotion and they won't die in vain and that one nation under God, government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth. I feel like they did do that. No, they cut. Well, at least on Netflix, they cut it off earlier uh, than that. So yeah, there's no music or anything too. It just goes to credit. It's like a weird silent. Fake oh no, it's, it's totally supposed to be like this big, momentous, yeah. deep affecting climax to the. And episode. I guess maybe part of my problem is he's making this big, grandiose speech, famous speech, but it's not like that speech has any reference to what's happening in the episode or anything. Like no, it's just something the kids need to learn, and I guess. Maybe the audience should learn some of it, too. I, I don't know. I mean, kind of like we joked at the beginning of our episode, they could have been studying the Great Depression, and he could have done FDR's inaugural address. Or yeah. they could have been studying the Cold War, and they could have done Kennedy's inaugural address. Like, it's just a momentous speech from the time they arbitrarily decided the class was studying. Yeah, there's no thematic thread for it, I guess. Well, yeah, it's not reflective of... Well, you know, do you think that they did Abraham Lincoln to go out on because it's JFK High School <laughs> and the series is driving a point to assassinated leaders? Oh, it's all leaders. about assassinated presidents? Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Blew yep. your mind. Like yep. they blew Kennedy's mind with a gun <laughs> and also Lincoln's mind in the Ford Theater uh, acting. They could have done like half a Ronald Reagan speech. Yeah. <laughs> I wish someone shot that guy proper. Come on. I know. Do it right next time. How come they never get the ones I don't like? James Garfield or William McKinley speech, but nobody remembers any of those. Not even you, Austin? No, I couldn't tell you a famous thing either one of them said. Well, He likes lasagna. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that President James Garfield liked lasagna. Another, I hate Mondays. Wasn't that a very famous speech? (laughs) My fellow Americans, I hate Mondays. And normal. So that's it. Like, that's the end of the Miss <laughs> Bliss episodes. Yay! Goodbye! What a weird... I mean, it really feels like a cancelled show <laughs> finale. Yeah. It Except really it got, tried like, to have that grandiose feel at the end that most of the episodes right. didn't. Right. What if it stayed cancelled? No, We wouldn't even be talking about yeah, it right now. Yeah, we wouldn't even know each other. 
Yeah. Actually, yeah, two of you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right, David. It definitely feels like they knew it was the end and tried to be dramatic. But well, I don't know. That could just feel be like an ending of a show, though. Like it just feels like they tried to have some emotional impact at the end of yeah. the episode. Yeah, it could just be pure coincidence that they put some emotion at the end of this one, and then it turned out to be the last one. And they probably didn't even film them in order. Like this probably was very arbitrarily <laughs> the last episode. Yeah. I would have liked a scene at the end with all the actors where they're like, if you'd like more information on the Civil War or address, <laughs> check your local library. I'm Haley Mills. What you've seen was a reenactment of the Gettysburg Address. Turn more about President Lincoln and the men who died at Gettysburg. Please visit your local library. <laughs> so, Austin, what did you learn? I don't know. Children are our future, something about teaching, (laughs) not budgets, something like that. I know, I'm realizing I'm going to really struggle to produce a a thing I learned here. Um, I have two. Carol, what'd you learn? I have two things. First of all, if you are under 18 and a minor and you die and you're going to go to the sex dimension, (laughs) you have to hang out in... The heavy petting purgatory. For at least a few years. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I learned is that Man Island stinks. Pee you. (laughs) You didn't know that? I guess you've never been there. They don't let me. No, you're not allowed. I mean, I'd shower every, like, week if I was at Man Island. Every once in a while, you know. Yeah, I think you're better off not going there. Oh, I guess I already live on Man Island. (laughs) No man is an island. David, what did you learn? I learned half the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> <laughs> the good part. But not the good part, yeah. And I learned that July 3rd, 1863 is when Zach's Hall passes. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably talk for a minute to our listener. Goodbye, listener. <laughs> Remember me. Well, it's, not, it's not over over yet. No. We still got No, so this is it. For episode, we've fucking watched all of it. We're never, ever, ever watching the new class. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. But we still we're have the wedding. Doing it, so we got some shit coming. Yeah. So what is it? Next week we're doing the Miss Bliss wrap up, right? Yep. Yes. Are we gonna all get drunk? I'll get drunk. Uh, probably if we find a good day for. It. This is talking shop now, but. I know, and then after that we're doing Showgirls. Yes. Showgirl. It me. And then we're doing the Dustin Diamond extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the porno, the boxing, and the book. If we can find the boxing, we're doing it. We're celebrity I, it's on box YouTube. Is the porno somewhere? Yeah, probably. I'll download it. If you can't find it for free online, then... Oh, I'm not paying for it. Carol, are we going to watch that together? Well, no. look, guys, let's be honest here. I don't really think we need to watch every minute of the porno. Every <laughs> minute. How long is it? Too long? That's what she said. The only upside is that apparently it's not even really him. Oh, yeah. That's what will get me But I think it. also in that episode we'll talk about that little, uh, like, short Saturday morning cartoon preview episode thing that's on YouTube. 
Oh, we have to do that too. It's not short. It's a whole episode, right? I don't think it's a full episode. I think it's, it's like a half minutes. hour. Yeah, is it a full half hour? I mean, well, it's we'll... just a bit giant half hour preview. Yeah, but it is yeah. a half hour of Marshall Warfield. We gotta do that one, guys. We'll roll that one into our Dustin Diamond extravaganza, or maybe we do that's a separate. Uh, we can talk about. It. Nah, we probably need separate. I think that's gotta be its own episode. And then we're doing the wedding in Vegas, and that's the last thing we're doing. Uh, no, we'll have a we'll have a goodbye episode after that. Oh, just like a whole wrap-up of the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, series recap kind of thing. Okay, so we got like six episodes left or yeah, something. something like that. So we still, we still got some good stuff coming, even though we're done with like the traditional episodes at this point. We're done with proper episodes, but we're doing all the a bunch of bonus shit, and then we're, we're going to at some point announce our next thing. Yeah. And Meg C will like it, and probably no one else will even care. Correct. Which is why we're going to continue to produce content, because we have one fan. <laughs> now you're going to get Meg C all excited that it's going to be like something about Hanson. Or Glee. Oh, uh, it won't. <laughs> or Glee. And it won't. Yeah. Although Glee might show up, maybe. It's possible. Yeah. It's not impossible. Yeah. Well, until then, I sometimes wonder, Carol, yeah. where I might find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me at www.carolynmain.com, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N. Like the street, Carolyn Main on Facebook, Carolyn Main on Twitter, Carolyn Main on Tumblr, rawr, Carolyn Main <laughs> on the dealio. Check cool. it, check it, check it, check it out. Rap, can I find rap, you on the dealio? Rap, rap, sometimes. Boo, De- ow, ow. David Bitsenhofer, I would like to read some of your humorous writing and also any other content you may have available on the internet. Yeah, well, that's your funeral, but it'll be at uh, <laughs> writings at the Are real. Are you writing about my funeral again? TV. <laughs> <laughs> Only in my secret diary. My hilarious funeral. In your diary, uh, diary. Yeah. Uh, realgentlemanofleisure.com, therealgentlemanofleisure.com, and at drbits, doctor spelled out. At Austin Gorton. Uh, you can find me on Twitter four score and seven years ago at Austin Gorton. That's a lie, and you know it. That's a what? A lie. Yeah, no, there, there wasn't Twitter four score and seven years ago. <laughs> I'm trying to be artsy, David. Yeah, and I'm ruining it. I, that's a, that's my job here, is just to that's ruin true. everyone's joke. Just to make this podcast as least funny as I can. To poop all over everything. And uh, you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. As for me, your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner, I got a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S, very nice.com, where I do artwork, which is pretty much entirely unrelated to this shit that we do here. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at ohyesverynice and Instagram. And oh yes, very nice comics is my Tumblr, where I'll be posting artwork more regularly as of this week, which will be in the past. When this is posted, so there'll be a bunch of new stuff on there. I'm starting to do some more exercises and create more content on there because it's important. I should have been doing that all along. Hello so from that's the future. Up. Hello from the future. As for the shoe, we are Saved by the Bell reviewed. Just for a few more weeks, <laughs> you can hoot hoot. You can look us up at sbtbreviewed.com, where you can stream every single episode of this entire series. You can follow us on Twitter at at sbtb underscore reviewed. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook. That's where all our good conversations happen. 
where a lot of the magic happens. It's a really good way to get in touch with us and give us feedback and pretty much always respond to people on there. So it's a good it's a good way to touch base with us. You can email us at sbtbreviewed at gmail.com. Now is a really good time to email us because we got some uh, conclusion episodes coming up and uh, pretty pretty good to read some letters. We caught up on the mailbag pretty well. So we got a couple in the bag, but we'll probably get them, get them up there. So if you have anything you want to say to us before we're done, we're going to have a conclusion episode. So think about that. Just think about it. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate reviews. If you have negative reviews, then uh, just keep that to yourself. Yeah, what's why you got to do that? Just don't don't be negative. Be positive. Just give us a five star review, anyways. Just do it. I mean, who cares? Yes. Give me the five stars. Oh my god! You can also download us on Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play. Are we still available on all those things? I believe so. Okay, and I think you can rate and review us on those things as well. Yeah. So those are all the ways to get our show. Oh, you can only get the most recent 20 or something on all those, but if you go to sbtbreviewed.com, you can stream or download every single episode as audio files. Uh, that about wraps things up for this week. Next week we'll be back with a review, just an overall... We're just going to shit on the Miss Bliss episode <laughs> some more. And talk about whole. how awesome Milo is. Yeah, we're going to talk so much about how great Milo is. Until next week, it is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Did the 90s go? Base it highs, run my Zach. Let's chill out at the max. Giving, building panic attacks, and eating all my snacks. As I lay awake at night, and my waste of my life. It's a hell of an ending. Baller way to leave. What a way to go. Single tear going down my cheek. Butt cheek. (laughs) (laughs) That's sweat, dude.